to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Wednesday morning. And uh, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. You can also send us app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, Tonight, if you're interested and if you're in the area, I will be at the Norwell Public Library speaking about the Bridgewater Triangle and and, uh, specifically... The Ghosts of the Bridgewater Triangle. There are only 12 spots remaining, uh, and they do require that you register at the website for the Norwell Public Library. But you can grab up those remaining spots if you want to come out. We packed the house in Haverhill on Monday. It was about 60 people there on Monday. They're going to have probably like around 50 or so uh, in, you know, because every library has a different set up in a different amount of space where they hold these so they have different limits and capacities. So tonight there'll be about 50 people. Uh, Tomorrow in Randolph, I'll be doing Paranormal 101. There's still, according to that, there's still quite a bit of spots open, but they're doing that like geared toward teens. But it's it's open for anybody. So if you saw that and you thought you might want to go to that one, but you were like, oh, this is for teens, it's, it's actually open to anybody. And then Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m., I'll be at the Westport Public Library talking about paranormal properties. And for that, and we're going to have something brand new to discuss as part of that. Like I'm, I'm altering my presentation because there's some, some breaking news in the paranormal property world that we'll get into in a moment. But that'll be at 1 p.m. and there's no registration required for Westport on Saturday. So you just show up and, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure there'll be plenty of seats, and if not, you can stand up. I don't know. I don't know actually what the rules are, but we'll have plenty of room for you, I'm sure. And then next week, I'm all over the place next week as well, and I'll keep you up to date with all of that. But if you just want to come out and hear me talk about some ghosts tonight, Norwell's not that far. It's about an hour drive from New Bedford. Nice little town, nice little library, and uh, and, and worth it. You can head out there and get some dinner at some of the great restaurants around there, and then hear me talk about ghosts. I'll be speaking at 6.30. So I got to get there a little bit early because they're miking me up for Norwell Public Access Television and recording it. I always, I used to always say like, ah, I don't really want it recorded because when it gets recorded, it gets replayed and then libraries don't need to bring me out there because people can watch it on TV. And then the other part of it is people, people have actually stolen my presentations before. Which I don't get because it's a mixture of stuff that you can either find everywhere or personal things that have happened to me. <laughs> why, can you, why can you take the personal things that happened to me and put it into your presentation? But hey, whatever. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun tonight. Also, some real quick paranormal news because I know a lot of you are spooky South Coast listeners have been following along with this. 
as we've been teasing it now for really well over a year. But the television show that Stephanie Burke, our own New Bedford Zone, Stephanie Burke, psychic medium, co-host of Spooky South Coast. You've seen her on Kindred Spirits and Ghost Hunters and other shows and her boyfriend, Scott Porter, who was the star of Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns. They have a brand new series that debuts this Friday. Now, the network hasn't really put out any publicity on it, but they let them say it yesterday on social media. They let them say it on a Facebook Live video. So if they can say it on Facebook Live video, I can say it on the radio. It debuts this Friday on Fox Nation. So if you have the Fox Nation app, whether you access it through your TV or on a smart device or online, but if you have Fox Nation and you've already been watching some of the programming on there, and I'm sure a lot of our audience does have Fox Nation, then this Friday will be the debut of the new series, Secrets of the Asylum, in which Stephanie and Scott investigate the Eloise Asylum out there in Michigan, just outside of Detroit. So people have been calling and asking me about the Eloise Asylum, and I said, well, there'll be some stuff coming out about that. We're actually doing a ghost hunt there next month, Stephanie, Scott, and I. But the series will debut on Friday. It's six episodes, and from my understanding, they're going to release all six episodes at once. So you can binge watch it over the weekend if you want. But a very excited New Bedford Zone, Stephanie Burke, now the star of a new paranormal television series on Fox Nation, Secrets of the Asylum. And uh, we will get into some more paranormal property stuff in just a couple moments. But right now we have a phone call, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Tim? Yes. Yes. Have you ever seen the movie about um, Lisa Borden? Uh, Lizzie Borden? Yes. W- which one? There's been a couple of them. Well, the one that had Elizabeth Montgomery as a... Uh... Yes. The, that's the legend of Lizzie Borden. Yeah, because I saw it once a long time ago. Yeah, it's it's something that you really, it's it, it was hard to find for a long time. Now you can watch it on YouTube or on Tubi. Um, a lot of those free services have it now, but for a long time it was very, very hard to find. My mom was a huge fan of that growing up, but then, you know, I, I always tried to find it and never could until, you know, thankfully somebody uploaded it to YouTube. Right. But she, yeah, she was great in that. And did you know, apparently, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Elizabeth Montgomery was a distant relative of Lizzie Borden. Is that right? Well, yeah. I don't know if she's still alive. Elizabeth Montgomery? Yeah. No, she passed away from cancer in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember, I remember it being a big story because my, my grandmother used to read the National Enquirer every week. And so I would just, you know, I'd go over her house and it would be like sitting in the bathroom and I'd read it. And I remember like her whole health health battle. And yeah, she passed away very young. Yeah, Elizabeth Montgomery comes on cable now. On Bewitched? Yes. I mean, I had the biggest crush on her growing up. I think the channel's 1090. Back, back in the... 1095, I think. So are you, are you of the age that you watched that on TV when it was first on television, or did you watch reruns? Oh, yeah, I watched it. I mean, I'm 76 years old. So you, so you saw it when it was out. You were part of that that argument that people had. Were you Samantha or were you were you Team Samantha or were you Team Genie from I Dream of Genie? Which which one did you prefer? Oh, I like I like Samantha. Yeah, me too. And they had the better cast of characters on Bewitched too. Right. That's and how I, that's where I was I, first introduced I, to Paul Lind. I still 
still watch Bewitched that comes on. There you go. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'll start getting back into it and, and watch it start to finish all the episodes. Yeah. Which Darren did you prefer, Dick York or Dick Sargent? Uh, Dick York. Dick York, Dick Sargent, Sergeant York. That was, no, uh, Sarge. I don't like Dick Sargent. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's, no, that's a Wayne's World joke. Anyway, well, I'm 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 glad that uh, that you're still able to watch it and, uh, and and take a look on YouTube and I bet you you'll find the look up the Legend of Lizzie Borden. You'll find that movie with Elizabeth Montgomery. You'll be able to watch it again. Yeah, what channel does that come on? Uh, I think it would be on YouTube. So okay, you'd have to. Okay. Yeah, do you have a computer? No. Or well, maybe somebody that you know that does can find it for you and, and and get it for you so you can watch it. Right. All right. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. And uh, yes, the. Um, that's just one of the... For a long time, that was the only Lizzie Borden movie. But then more movies came out in recent years. There was a movie where Christina Ricci played Lizzie Borden, uh, Chloe Sevigny. There's been a few others that have come out that I think... I think there was one with Kristen Stewart. So there's been a few different Lizzie Borden movies over the years. I, I haven't watched them all. Um, I started watching some of them and I was like, yeah, no, I'm turning this off. The Christina Ricci one was decent until they started playing modern music. I was like, no, what? Come on. Like, way to take me out of the moment. Which I guess is like a Peaky Blinders thing. I haven't watched that, but I guess that's kind of like something that they do. So I think it was kind of going for that type of vibe. But yes, just like everybody that lives on the South Coast, apparently Elizabeth Montgomery was uh, related to Lizzie Borden. The minute you bring up Lizzie Borden to anybody... You have to hear stories from folks about, oh, I'm related to her. Really? That's the first time I've ever heard that. And there, there's people who actually claim to have been a direct descendant of Lizzie Borden. I'm like, that's impossible. She had no children. So you would have to, to be a direct descendant, she would have to have had children. So you're not. You may be related, but you are not a direct descendant. Anyway, speaking of Lizzie Borden, that's this other bit of news that I want to get into. If you're not familiar, I think most folks around here are very familiar with the Borden axe murders on August 4th, 1892, when Andrew Borden and his second wife, Abby Durfee Gray Borden, were found murdered in their home on 2nd Street, and the suspected weapon was a hatchet. So people are familiar here with that, but you may not be familiar with the 1912 Villisca axe murders in Villisca, Iowa. On that particular case, someone came into this home, the home of the Moore family, J.B. Moore and his family, and slaughtered all eight people that were in the house. That was two adults and six children in the house all brutally murdered with an axe. And much like the Lizzie Borden house, that house is a museum and a place where people can go and investigate for the paranormal. The man who purchased the Lizzie Borden house, Lance Zoll, through his company, U.S. Ghost Adventures, um, I first heard about this last week or the week before, and it just wasn't public info yet, so I couldn't comment on it. But the owner of the Lizzie Borden house has just purchased or agreed to purchase. He's reached an agreement to buy 
the Velisca Axe Murder House. So now he will own the two most famous axe murder homes in America. Now, he also owns a place in Gettysburg, too. But you can look at this and say, well, it makes sense. I mean, there are some people who believe that it might have been the same person who committed those murders. That whoever murdered the, the Bordens because of the, the proximity to the train at the time jumped on the train, rode the rails, committed other axe murders, and other because there are a lot of axe murders that are along, along the train route, including Velisca, which happened about 20 years later. 10 years later. 20 years, 20 years later. And I remember, if you remember Bill James, who worked with the Red Sox, and he was the, the, the stats guy, the sabermetrics guy, the guy who pushed all of the, the numbers in, in baseball, Bill James, and then the Red Sox hired him as a special consultant. Well, Bill James' side hobby is researching and writing about murders. And he wrote a book, The Man from the Train, and I, I actually interviewed him on, on my internet show where we talked about this, and he was open to the possibility that it might have been the same person committing all of these. But so now Lance Zoll and U.S. Ghost Adventures has purchased the Velisca Axe Murder House and people are up in arms about this because they think that what happens at the Lizzie Boyden house has kind of become a, a circus geared toward, you know, just getting those social media views and hits. And they're concerned about the same thing happening in Villisca because that case involves, again, six children who were murdered. So this is a little bit different between two people, two adults that were, that were murdered versus, you know, six children and two adults. So I get where people have a concern about that. But, I mean, we also have to see what the plan is. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Do you I can't remember his name. I think I almost want to say Greg. Do you know a, a paranormal investigator who's specifically with the triangle from Raynham? He's been in the business for 11 or 12 years. Um, I know a lot of people that are, that are I, into I believe his name is Greg. Well, he was on WEEI last Friday, and they were talking about Bridge Auto Triangle. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, Rich Keefe loves talking about paranormal stuff. But but the parameters of where he puts it brings it down here to Dartmouth and out to Rehoboth and beyond Bridgewater. Yeah, so the, the original triangle is comprised by Lauren Coleman in the 1970s was Bridgewater... East Bridgewater and West Bridgewater. But then what's happened is that over the years, that's been expanded out. In the early 2000s, Chris Pittman and uh, Chris Balzano were researching the triangle, and they kind of expanded it out to, like, Abington-Whitman area, and they expanded it out into Rehoboth. And then when Aaron Cadju and Manny Familare made the documentary, they kind of took those those borders and, and opened them up even more. Uh, my definition of the triangle, and I think the triangle is kind of just a, a catchy term. It's not a physical triangle. Yeah. But my definition goes all the way up into like Salem, New Hampshire, out to Cape Cod, and all through the South Coast, across the South Coast, into Western Rhode Island. And if you look at some of the, you know, the high oh, concentration of reports, yeah. It's a, re a huge region. <laughs> it is. And, and the reason, and people look at that and they say, well, why has it expanded? Well, for a couple of reasons. We've gotten more stories. And mm -hmm. as more stories have come out since Lauren Coleman wrote his book in 83, Mysterious America, as more of those 
stories have come out, we've had to expand the triangle borders, but also it's alive. It's growing. So the more we talk about it, the more it kind of expands out. And it's just kind of, it's what John Keel, who was a Fortean researcher, he called the, he called it a window area. And I think that that's a better terminology than to just call it a triangle. When Lauren called it the, the Bridgewater Triangle, it was only because the three towns made a natural triangle. And at the time, the Bermuda Triangle was hugely popular because it had just been a subject of a book and a, an NBC made-for-TV movie. So he grabbed oh, that and kind oh, of appropriated okay. it for that. That but, would make sense. Okay. Yeah, I it was just, that. just a way to get some buzz going. But, it, you know, it doesn't have to be an actual triangle. Because like I said to you, for those years I lived in the Norton Taunton area, I was very familiar with the different kind of things people would talk about when I had a few of my own little experiences and I never wanted to speak up about it. And then when I moved back here, then after a while, then I started reconnecting with people back there about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's when I first started doing Spooky South Coast almost 18 years ago, people didn't talk about this stuff. Now it's a conversation people will have all the time. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. You must be exhausted sometimes when you get at home between doing the work you do here, packing up, shooting, doing that stuff, then coming back home. Oh, yeah. And it'll be it'll be even busier over the next couple of weeks. I'm out every night the next the two weeks. I love the tone of voice you used the other morning when you talked about the guy who spoke up and um, and dis, tried to dis, be dismissive of you at the library. You were like, it finally happened. You were surprised it took all these years. <laughs> I knew it was going to someday. I knew somebody was going to jump on me at some point. <laughs> but you had a lot of people back you up, and that was cool. So. Yep, and I appreciated everybody, you know, coming to my defense. Always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise. Have a good day. Bye-bye. And I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the big stories of the day from Ariel Dorsey. President Biden says it appears the deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza was done by the other team. Biden made the comment shortly after arriving in Israel today and speaking with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Hundreds of are believed to have died Tuesday after a hospital was struck in Gaza City. Israel has denied any involvement. Another vote will be held this morning to elect a new Speaker of the House. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan failed to get the necessary votes during the first ballot of the vote on the House floor, but said he has no plans of withdrawing his name. This morning's vote is scheduled for 11 a.m. Eastern. Donald Trump's lawyers are filing an appeal following a federal judge's decision to issue a gag order against him. The partial gag order issued Monday prohibits Trump from publicly targeting witnesses, prosecutors and court staff who are involved in the criminal case, alleging he tried to reverse election results. The first ever strike at Detroit casinos is underway. Casino workers walked off the job yesterday after failing to come to terms on a new contract. Every day of the strike, casino workers are estimated to lose a combined $3.5 million in revenue. That said, the casinos are still open, operating with the remaining staff that are not part of the union. The IRS says it's going to test a free electronic tax filing system in 13 states early next year. The agency said Tuesday that hundreds of thousands of taxpayers will participate in the limited test. The first states to roll out the IRS direct filing platform will include Arizona, California, Massachusetts and New York. A new chili pepper has broken the Guinness World Records for World's Hottest, Pepper X, created by South Carolinan 
Ed Curry registers at just under 2.7 million Scoville units, the measurement scale for spicy heat. That's nearly three times hotter than the previous record holder, the Carolina Reaper, also created by Curry. Curry says eating a Pepper X is not an enjoyable experience. In sports, the Patriots announced a roster move on Tuesday, and New England has signed offensive lineman Connor McDermott to the practice squad. McDermott was placed on the injured reserve list on August 29th and was released from the list on September 8th. The Patriots are currently lost in the AFC East and will host the Buffalo Bills this week. The Bruins are hoping to start their season with three straight wins. David Pasternak is leading the team and scoring with three goals and one assist. After earning back-to-back victories at home, they will hit the road for the first time this year when they visit the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night. The Celtics have won back-to-back preseason games. Boston managed to take down the New York Knicks 123-110 to at TD Garden. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 28 points to go along with a team-high three steals. Kristaps Porzingis chipped in with 20 points and 8 rebounds. The Celtics will wrap up their exhibition schedule tomorrow night when they visit the Charlotte Hornets. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody, on this Wednesday this morning. A few spot showers, mostly clear skies, some clouds, and the temperatures in the upper 50s this afternoon. A spot shower increasing clouds, lower 50s, with a light south-southwest wind. Overnight, dry, partial clearing. We could see some patchy fog develop after midnight hours for tomorrow. Beautiful weather, pick of the week, with mostly sunny skies in the upper 60s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Most folks remember that 1982 hit for Naked Eyes, but you might not be familiar with the fact that that's actually a song that was written in 1964 by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. So that's actually a cover song, Naked Eyes. They were a new wave duo out of England, out of Europe. And speaking of Europe, if you would like some European-style pastries... If you would like a delicious cup of coffee or a latte or a cappuccino or even a hot chocolate. If you would like some delicious fresh baked Portuguese bread and pops, some sweet bread. Well, 
The place to go is Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. It is the place where you can go, and it's kind of your oasis from the morning. You know, after you've gotten the kids on the bus or before you're ready to head off to work, it's the place where you can go and kind of chill out and have some time to yourself. Or maybe, maybe you want to meet a friend or bring your significant other or bring an insignificant other. It doesn't matter. You can bring whoever you want with you to Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford, and just get away from that managed chaos of the morning. You can have something delicious like one of their fresh baked corn or blueberry Muffins, but right now, this time of year, how about one of their pumpkin muffins or one of their pumpkin cheese muffins? And of course, if you're looking for something to have for lunch later, well, as I said, they have fresh baked Portuguese bread and pops every day. They take that bread and they make some delicious sandwiches like caserla, tuna, chicken salad. So you can either buy a ready to go sandwich that you can pick up now and keep in the fridge at work until lunchtime, or you can pick up the bread. And you can get the salads all mixed together already in a bucket so that you can make those sandwiches later when you're ready to do so. And, of course, their famous rice pudding and other desserts. All kinds of great stuff. All at Sunrise Bakery, 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. A little taste of Europe right here in the Whaling City. 508-996-0500. That's my number if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, I would mention the Velisca Axe Murder House uh, issue before the news that uh, the owner of the Lizzie Borden house from U.S. Ghost Adventures has now purchased the Velisca Axe Murder House, or he's in agreement to purchase it, and that those who don't like what he's done at the house are a little concerned about what he might do with having a home now where six children were murdered. But I've, I've got to give the benefit of the doubt. And I know that I haven't seen eye to eye with Lance All and, and I've spent time talking with him and seeing what he's done at the Lizzie Borden house. I, I don't have any issue with him personally myself. I've, I've heard things, but I've, I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be respectful of the fact that six children were murdered with an ax end of Alaska Axe Murder House. But hey, we'll see if we can get him to come on and talk to us a little bit about it and what his plans are and get uh, more of an idea. So we'll follow along with that. But certainly um, the paranormal world will be following along with that. They are certainly going to keep an eye on everything that he does. And also, you know, just with any... With any change of paranormal property, people are going to get upset about it. People are going to assume the worst. And not in all cases does it turn out to be something bad. In some cases, it turns out to be the best thing that could happen, like what happened at the Conjuring House. Uh, nothing against Corey and Jen Heinzen. They were doing a great job of running it over there. And they're still involved in helping to run it. But when Jacqueline came in and took over, Jacqueline Nunez, the, the new owner, when she took it over... she brought a whole new dimension. And so that created a different atmosphere. That created a different vibe. That created a different experience for people that go there. 
Uh, we talked the other day about Andrea Perrin is going to be in Middleborough at the Alley Theater coming up on October 29th to talk about the Conjuring case and designer books and all kinds of things like that. And she's been going back to the Conjuring house regularly. And when she goes there, it, it completely takes on a loving kind of love and light kind of positive vibe. And a lot of the times it's because Andrea is there. But it has that feeling kind of most of the time now, as opposed to some of the darker, scarier stuff that you might have heard about in the past. So this is all something I'll talk about in Westport on Saturday afternoon when I discuss paranormal properties. You can buy a haunted place, but you can't own the ghosts. You know, you can't own the legend. We'll get into that. That's going to be now updated to include this information about Velisca. I was already updating it from the last time I presented it to include the information about the Miss Lizzie's Coffee shop and how that story has come about too. So it should be an interesting presentation at the Westport Public Library on Saturday. Uh, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. which people get worked up about the name. They're not a cult, nor are they blue oysters, nor are they blue or oysters. They're actually nice guys. They're uh, actually spooky South Coast listeners, too, from what I understand. And they're like, blue oyster cult is like if you gave your dad a guitar and an outfit that like Kiss was like, that's not outrageous enough for us. That's blue oyster cult. So, you know, just because they have songs like Don't Fear the Reaper and their name is Blue Oyster Cult, don't, don't think that there's any reason not to listen to their great music. And also, I think a lot of people look at, you know, some Don't Fear the Reaper is, they look at the, uh, the SNL joke. But it's one of the best uses of a song in a movie that I've ever ever seen at the end of the movie, The Frighteners, which is probably the best horror comedy you've never seen. It was a Peter Jackson film starring Michael J. Fox. Great movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. And that song is using the end credits just perfectly. So check that out. But burning for you. And if you're burning when you're in your bed, it's probably because you don't have a cooling mattress from Whirly Beds Factory Outlet on Pope's Island in New Bedford. A cooling mattress is one that will keep you cool when it warms. So here's what happens. You crawl into bed this time of year 
and you don't want to turn the heat on yet, so you're a little bit chilly. Well, when you lay into the bed and you curl up under the covers, it's going to start trapping your body heat and it's going to help keep you warm. But then you know what happens is you get too warm. Then you got to get up and turn the fan on. Well, not with this cooling mattress because what it is is it's designed to get you warm when you crawl into bed. But then as you sleep and as you warm up, it will cool you off. It's just one of the many great types of mattresses they have at Whirly Beds Factory Outlet on Pope's Island in New Bedford. They make them there so you can see the process for yourself when you're over there and you know that it's made with the highest quality ingredients, the highest quality materials. And if you have issues with allergies or any of that, they can take care of that too. They will also work with you with their mattress recycling program so if you have an old mattress you need to get rid of, they can take care of that. What they're also learning from that mattress recycling program is how many people go out and buy a brand new mattress somewhere else and have to get rid of it after a couple of years. That won't happen with a Whirly Bed. Whirly Beds are built to last. So check them out. They're located on Pope's Island in New Bedford. They are made here in New Bedford. Patrick, Martha, and the rest of the team over there at Whirly Beds are waiting to help you find the perfect mattress and get the perfect night's sleep. All right, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We got an app chat message from DSY in New Bedford who says, what time in Westport? Talking about the, the Westport Library presentation that I'm giving. And he wants to know if I've checked out this uh, location that he told me to go check out. I haven't been able to get over there yet. I probably won't get over there until after Halloween months because right now I get up, come to work, do the show. As soon as the show is over, I have meetings. I have articles to write. I have things I got to do. Then waiting for some programming stuff that comes through around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'm right out the door and heading to whatever library I'm supposed to be at. So tonight I've got about an hour ride. Tomorrow I've got about a 40-minute ride. You know, so it's all it's all about getting to those libraries on time once my work day is over. And then I can, you know, kind of relax and breathe after that. Once I get to the library, everything's all all easy from there. But it's just there's, there's a lot of anxiety because I'm a person who is habitually late to things. And last year I made a concentrated effort because even though I know I can walk right into a, a library five minutes before I'm supposed to go on and have everything connected and give the presentation and everything, the librarians don't always know that. And they start to panic if I'm not there by about a half an hour before. So I've made a concentrated effort to get to these places early. And I've found that I've started doing that more in my life as a result. So anyway... Uh, 508-996-0500. I do have to take one more break before the end of the hour. Uh, I do, oh, I got another app chat message I meant to read earlier. We were talking about the restaurants that were on Pope's Island where the Duncan is now, which you can read about at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. You'll, you'll see a picture of the old bridge diner on the top of that story for you to kind of look at and reminisce. But Jeff and Fall Rivers says, good morning, Tim. Ground Round restaurants were owned and operated by the same owner of the Holiday Inn Express, George Walker which is the Seapoint, Seaport Inn currently. Yeah, the, the ground round is who took it from, you know, it took it over from Mike Panagakis when he had Myrtle's Turtle. And he was looking for, from my understanding, he was looking for kind of a new, a new concept for family eateries. And he came up with this like family pub type thing. And, and the ground round ended up doing the same thing as a chain. So I don't know if, you know, he inspired them to do it or if it was two people having the same idea at the same time. But either way, Myrtle's Turtle became part of the Ground Round franchise and then, you know, later on became the Bagpiper, later on became Tofu. And 
Now it's Duncan and Purchase Street Records. Newsbreak was in there for a number of years. Used to love going into Newsbreak. That's where I could get my Fate magazine and all my other paranormal magazines. And I could also get my wrestling magazines. I went in there under the guise of, I'm here to get paranormal materials so I can talk about these things on my radio program, but I'm also going to grab Pro Wrestling Illustrated too. Uh, anyway, 508-996-0500. We'll take a break and be back. In a few. And welcome back. We'll be uh, joined by City Council President Linda Morad coming up uh, after the 8 o'clock news. She wants to uh, clarify some things that Jack Spillane was talking about on Monday. But before we let you go, I just want to remind you that Primacare is the place where your health care is all about you. They are your partner in health care, offering the full spectrum from primary care to specialty care. It's care that's as sophisticated as you need and as personalized as you deserve without going anywhere else. Keeping you healthy is their continuing mission, but they're also by your side for chronic conditions and those unexpected illnesses. You can always trust Primacare to provide excellent local care from their staff of 160 medical professionals. They've been by your side for more than 25 years. Make it a point to trust your future care to Primacare.